Well, I want to invite um, Julio and Katie up this morning, um, who have joined us to share our word um, this morning. And uh, Katie and Julio are an extension of our church family as missionaries in Colombia. And uh, while our church has been supportive of their ministry for many years, um, it's not um, until the last few years that many of you have, or some of you, have traveled to Colombia as a part of one of our teams to share in ministry with them. And so this morning, um, I'm just glad that you've been able to join us in worship and um, through preaching as missionaries, but um, as friends as well. And so we're just glad that they could be with us this morning, along with their sons, Sam and Ben. Um, Julio and Katie are on home assignment um, this summer, which does not mean that they are on vacation, unfortunately. Um, and this is really one of the only weekends that they'll be here at Roseville, because a lot of their time will be traveling to other churches, sharing this message and updating churches of um, ministry in Colombia. And so um, it's been fun to watch so many of you as they entered, um, greeting them both with um, handshakes and hugs. But I have to tell you, I was a little disappointed because when, when we go to Columbia, you get kissed a lot <laughs> when you enter churches. And so I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> we didn't kiss you. Um, but it is with no less affection, correct? Um, because our, our love for you and for your family and for um, the God that we serve is so very real. And so I'm thankful for you and thankful for the message that you bring this morning. So let me just pray as we begin. God, we're just thankful for who you are. We're thankful that as a church family, it just is bigger and um, stronger because of who you are in our lives, that you work in and through us is continually um, amazing to me. And so thank you for the unity that is found um, through Jesus Christ. And we just celebrate that today. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. Buenos dias. Uh, it's really good to be here with you at Roseville. I'm glad that um, this is the first place we're able to, to be on our, in our time in the U.S. So thank you for receiving us. And this morning, we want to share with you some good news. Does anyone need to hear some good news this morning? Um, but <laughs> we are going to begin with some not-so-good news. So um, we live in a world with conflict. I don't know if you're aware of that, if, if that's something that um, rings true. You don't have to travel very far. You don't have to travel to Colombia to experience conflict. It seems to be everywhere. Uh, we experience it in our workplace, in our schools, um, in our families, our homes. Uh, as parents, one of the roles we have is helping our children to navigate conflict and one of the challenges is continually finding ways to help transform conflict among our children. Um, we have two boys, as Colleen mentioned. There's uh, Sam and Ben, and you'll get to see them uh, running around here. And while we know they uh, love each other, um, they also argue, and they fight, and they have conflict. And during one particular argument, um, as I was listening from another room trying to figure out how and when to intervene, I was absolutely stunned to hear my youngest, who was about five years old at the time, say to my oldest, Sam, this is a time for peace. Listen to God, listen to Jesus. And that's what we wanna do this morning. We want to listen to God. What does God say about peace? What does Jesus teach? What do peace and reconciliation have to do with being a Christian? These are questions that led 25 young adults in Colombia 
to participate in a year-long certificate program in peace and reconciliation as a Christian commitment. So we want to um, show a little video so that you can hear in their own words what they learned about peace and their role in it. And since the subtitles are small, I'm also going to read them for you. The certificate course is Agents of Peace and Reconciliation. It focuses on the context of Colombia and on peace. As Colombians and as Christians, it is our responsibility to contribute to the peace we so deeply desire. It's been a space where we have been formed and equipped to understand the role of the church today. Something interesting I or we have learned is that the church is in a process and it should not fall behind in its work in society. In the certificate course, we have learned that peace is shalom. Shalom implies the good relationship between God and between us and God's creation, the good relationship between us and God, and the good relationship with us and our fellow humans, maintaining the respective order that is found in Genesis 1 and 2. And that's what we're trying to do. How? Leading people to forgiveness, helping people to be just, working towards reconciliation so that in the community there is peace. This course has challenged me in two ways. First, to know what God wants or what God says about peace in the Bible. And secondly, how do I apply it to my context or my community? Or what can I do in my local context of my local church to be an agent of peace? In this course, we have learned that peace is more than just a name. It means shalom, irene and our society needs it. And we can be the principal transmitters of this process of peace. Colombia needs peace, and our communities need peace, and we are vehicles so that peace can be a reality in our country. If we look at scripture and if we look at Jesus's life and teaching, apparently peace and reconciliation are core to the gospel. And they are core to our identity as disciples of Christ. In Jesus' well-known Sermon on the Mount in Matthew, he teaches his disciples about the kingdom of God. And he indicates that as a part of this kingdom, they need to redirect or realign their objectives, their motivations, and their actions. It is in this context we read Matthew 5, 9, which we heard just a moment ago. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Or it could also be read, blessed are those who work for peace, for they will be called children of God. Now, this must have been a shock for Jesus's listeners, um, because the people of Israel were waiting for a conqueror, a liberator that was going to come and free them from the Roman Empire. Uh, they would have expected violence because that was the norm. But Jesus's sermon on the Mount teaches that God's kingdom was a different kind of kingdom and that he was a different kind of redeemer. And it is here that Jesus emphasizes that one of the values of God's kingdom is peace. He says that those who seek peace will be blessed. Uh, other translations say doubly happy. Um, and that they will be called the children of God. 
So today we want to look at what is peace uh, and what it means to be a peacemaker. Uh, when we think about peace, uh, peace is not just absolute conflict. Peace is something deeper than that. Peace is transformation relationship. Peace is shalom. Shalom is the word that is used in the Old Testament to talk about peace. In the New Testament is the word irene in Greek. But the word that Jesus used when we talk about peace and the way that he thinks is about a Jewish person. So he's thinking about shalom. He's not thinking as a Greek person. Uh, for the Greeks, peace is, it was just inner peace, something that you can have by yourself. But for the people of God, peace was something deeper than that. Peace has to do with the whole being. Uh, you, in order to have shalom, in order to have peace, you have to be in harmony with God, your creator, with yourself, with the others, and also with the whole creations. Peace is interconnected. Genesis 1 and 2, that is the good picture of shalom, of peace. In Genesis 1 and 2, human being was in good relationship with his creator. Man was in good relationship with woman. They were in good relationship between them and also with the whole creation. That is shalom. That is peace in the Bible. Shalom is wholeness, is completeness, and is well-being. That's the kind of peace that we would like to talk about today. As Julio said, shalom includes a right relationship with God. And one example of someone who has experienced peace with God is our friend Juan Felipe in Medellin. After years of searching in different places and in many different ways uh, for peace, he hit rock bottom. And rock bottom is rock bottom. It was then that he turned to Jesus and has literally had his life transformed in the past year. Uh, just this past month, Felipe was baptized at the local Covenant Church. And he, as he spoke to the congregation, he said, Jesus saved my life. I have finally found peace. But also, as we see, shalom does not just stop with a right relationship with God. It is also horizontal. It is relationships with one another. It is right relationship. It is flourishing between human beings. And it is also relationship, right relationship, good relationship, stewardship of the earth that God has created. This is shalom. Al-Tisan, the executive minister of Serve Globally for the Covenant Church, in his book, Whole and Reconciled, which we really recommend, says this. He sums up shalom as God's very best. God's very best. This is shalom. And this is what we see in Genesis 1 and 2. And we are told by, Col by Paul in Colossians that God's intent was to bring peace and reconciliation to all things through Christ. Colossians 1, 19 through 20 reads, For in Christ all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile himself to all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. Peace is possible through Christ. Reconciliation is possible through Christ, and we are invited to not only experience it ourselves, but to model it and to seek it. 
Through Jesus, God has initiated reconciliation and invites us to participate in the ministry of reconciliation. We read this clearly in 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 20. And as we read in Matthew, we are to be doers of peace. What does it mean to be a peacemaker? In Jeremiah 29, 7 said, Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because in his prosper you will have prosper. The word used in prosper in the original text is the word shalom. The word peace and the word prosper is the word shalom. God is asking his people who are in exile to seek the shalom of their enemies, to seek the prosperity of their enemy, to see the prosperity of those who are oppressing them. And God is asking them, seek their shalom, because in their shalom, you will have shalom too. It is not an easy thing because they were suffering. They were exiled. But God asked them to seek their shalom. God was the one who carried them out over there. God was the one who took them there. But God is asking them to seek their shalom. We as a Christian are also called to seek the shalom, even the ones who are oppressing sometimes our lives. We are called to seek peace and pray for peace. Seek peace and pray for peace is an active thing, something that we have to do, something we have to make. These are actions. Seeking is doing. That means that as a Christian, we are not just here for us. We are here to impact our world. We are here to impact our communities, our neighborhoods, our families. Have you ever stopped thinking, what would the world look like if God's shalom reigned here? What would your city look like God, if God's shalom reigned here? What relationships that are broken need to be restored in order to live out God's shalom in our daily lives? These are good questions that we need to ask every day. In Colombia, where we serve, youth have asked these questions. And they're not living in exile, um, as the Israelites were, but they are conscious of the call of God on their lives to seek the peace of their community. They are living in a place where violent conflict is the norm and continues to be the norm. Um, where one young man told us, I didn't know there was a way to resolve conflict that wasn't through violence. Uh, that was something new that he had learned. The Be Peace, Make Peace project is equipping children and youth to live as peacemakers even when conflict is present. Uh, Estefania is one of the leaders of the project. She lives in El Bagre where it's taking place and she says the following. I think that if we apply shalom to our world today, El Bagre, where we live, it would change so many things. We see peace as when there is no war between nation or countries. But I say that if we have this holistic peace, this peace that is so big, and if we were to truly live it, things would change. Things like the environment, our relationship with others, in our homes. We wouldn't just be on the outside looking like others, seeing all the violence around us. We would see beyond to what could be. 
When we talk about peacemaking, um, peacemaking could be done in three different ways, in a big scale, a medium scale, and a small scale. Usually when we talk about big scale peacemaking, it has to do with governments. They uh, sign treatment, they have conversations between countries. Uh, when we see about uh, middle scale, we talk about people who study about peace, uh, mediators, uh, or business people, or scholar peoples. But we, when we seek peace on a, a small scale, we have to talk about communities, uh, people who live uh, in the area where violence is happening, people who are experiencing violence themselves. Uh, we take uh, peace that is built from the bottom to the top. That's the call, small-scale peace building. In Colombia, for a long time, governments have been trying to sign treaty agreements with rebel groups, with paramilitary groups. They have done about nine different peace agreements. But even, even though these peace agreements have been going well, it is hard for local communities to experience those agreements because violence still happens in some areas, especially in areas like El Bagre, where the youth work. While these measures have been good, they take a long time to take effect because it's a lot of paperwork, it's a lot of agreement, it's a lot of things that need to happen. May Peace Project, who are building Shalom from the bottom up, is an example of building peace from the small scale, from the bottom to the top. We can see results as the children and youth are experiencing good relationship with God between them and also with the creations. Uh, I was listening to the last song that was sung by the worship team, and that's one of my favorite songs, and that song has changed my life. Uh, uh, three years ago, in 2015, when we came here, we were deciding to come back to Colombia or not, and one of the plans was to come back to do peacemaking in my hometown. And, and I was afraid to come back because things were now very, very safe. Uh, things were very dangerous, so I was a little afraid. And I talked to the Lord, Lord, I want you to talk to me today. And I, I don't do it usually because I'm a theologian, so you have to listen to the Lord, but through the Bible only. And, and I said, Lord, talk to me today. And we came here, and, and I heard that song. The Lord is going behind you. He's, he's God. He's going to protect you in some ways. And that was my answer. So any time that I go to El Bagre, I'm a little afraid because there are two hours where still rebel groups and paramilitary groups that you have to pass by. And you never know, they can stop you and then they can even kill you. And I'm always afraid. But I remember that song, the Lord is going with me. And the people in El Bagre is living that every day. But they are still building peace. Um, in the course of the year in El Bagre, through the Be Peace, Make Peace project, um, they have been able to offer practical workshops on peace for children and youth, um, workshops on forgiveness, good treatment of others, trauma healing, and conflict transformation. They have offered peace fairs in local neighborhoods with hundreds of children coming um, to play games and learn about how, um, how you actually build peace and how you actually work well together. Uh, they also led a soccer uh, tournament for children with a whole new set of rules that helped them find ways to resolve conflict um, peacefully. 
Uh, we've seen more and more youth who have wanted to join uh, the project, which was actually surprising. Um, many of them are not from the church. They don't come from a church background, but they've seen the impact of the project and have said, we want to be a part of this. And so now they are learning firsthand about God's call to be peacemakers. Participants in the project have been engaged in cleanup days in various neighborhoods, cleaning up garbage. They've participated in planting trees um, in a community that has seen the environment so badly treated because of the gold mining that takes place there. This group of youth has shown that God's creation matters. Peacemaking is not easy. It requires commitment, sacrifice, humility, and work, hard work. In the case of those in BP's Make Peace project, it requires that they build peace even in the midst of conflict. But it also produces joy. I see their joy, even though they know their things, bad things are happening, people have been killed, but it produces joy. So we want to show you a little glimpse, just some of uh, the pictures of the project in this little video. These are just some images of what's happened in the past year in El Bagre, Colombia, that we've been able to witness and participate in. Peacemaking involves big actions and small actions. One of the ways you here at Roseville have been involved in peacemaking in Colombia, whether you know it or not, has been through your partnership with the Casa de Paz, the Peace House, a boys' home that's located just outside of Medellin. And over the course of the past year and a half, you here have generously given of your money and your resources so that they can have a new sewer system and they can um, channel their rainwater uh, so that their fields um, and their house don't flood. And we talked with Pastor Carlos Diaz before we left Colombia, who said, please send a greeting and a thank you. We are 90, 95% finished with this huge, huge work um, project. So they'll be sending some more pictures your way. Uh, but you have just helped create a safe environment for boys who are at risk, um, where they can live and be safe and receive love and care. So thank you, Roseville Covenant, for being peacemakers in Colombia. Often we think of contexts um, that experience violence, like Colombia, as places that need peace. But we all experience brokenness and shalom, whether in our relationship with God, whether in our relationships with others, or our relationship with God's creation. So this morning I want to ask, in what ways have you experienced this brokenness? And what would wholeness or shalom look like? How are you being invited to seek peace, to pray for peace right where you are? What would it look like to seek peace even in a relationship to those who have hurt you or oppressed you? In Genesis 3, we, are, we see God's shalom is broken. God could have made peace and restored everything from the top down. But God chose to come in the flesh as Jesus to bring shalom himself from the bottom up. Sometimes we think the peace has to come from the top down. But peace begins with us. It is our call as a Christian, to be peacemaker wherever we are. And peace is wholeness. It is right relationship with God, 
with ourselves, with others, and with the whole creation. The biblical peace we are called is shalom, a peace that is not individual, but is one we experience in relationship with two others, including God's and God's creation. That's the peace we are called to make. In a world that experiences so much brokenness and so much conflict, as a church, we have to say through our words and actions, this is a time for peace. Listen to God, listen to Jesus. Let's pray. Jesus, gracias. Jesus, thank you. Por permitirnos compartir tu palabra. For allowing us to share from your word. Por aprender de ti. To be able to learn from you. Para mostrar lo que tú estás haciendo. To be able to show what you are doing. In Colombia. In Colombia. A través de estos jóvenes. Through these youth and young people. Construyendo paz. Building peace. Desde abajo hacia arriba. From the bottom up. Confiando. Trusting que tú estás con ellos. that you are with them. Tú eres el Dios que los you are the God that protects them, que los cuida. that cares for them, y que los lleva a shalom. and that allows them to take the shalom. Ayúdanos a nosotros. Help us Aquí, here in Minnesota, in Minnesota a ser de paz. to be peacemakers que wherever we are. Porque ser un constructor de paz being a peacemaker muestra que somos hijos tuyos shows that we are children of God y nos hace doblemente felices and it makes us doubly happy and joyful. En el nombre de Jesús. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.